Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Last week on episode one of our brand new Sifted mini-series, we took a closer look at the Sifted score. I was joined by Chief Experience Officer Amy to explore exactly how the Sifted score works, how it helps to deliver categorized insights for quick actions, and how Sifted are empowering shippers to make confident and future-proof decisions. Today in episode two, we're turning our attention to predictive modeling. I'm joined by Kevin Miller, VP of Data Insights at Sifted, to talk all about what simulation and modeling means, common misconceptions, the benefits of using simulation to make smart supply chain adjustments, and how predictive modeling has the potential to revolutionize your business's sustainability goals. So welcome to the show, Kevin. Thanks, Sarah. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to talk about this with you. Me too. This is one of my favorite topics. Last week's show was fantastic. I really enjoyed chatting with Amy and we covered a lot of ground and I'm equally happy to have you here today because I'm really interested in simulation and predictive modeling. I've talked a lot on the show about how supply chain has typically been reactive rather than proactive <laughs> and how the pandemic has impacted that. So I always get excited when I get to talk about ways we can help our industry get on top and better plan for the future. So let's dive right in. So when let's we talk about modeling and simulation, what do we mean by that? Because I don't think it's a process every business does as a standard, right? It's not necessarily something everyone is really comfortable with. So let's lay the groundwork. Sure. And I think you you nailed it on the head. You know, people kind of bucket modeling and simulation together quite often when when right. really it's it's a bit different. One of them, you're, I would say modeling is you're creating this model, you're trying to go through your different what-if scenarios, you're trying to identify different pieces that might help. But simulation is is really different because most of the tools that people have cannot uh, process the amount of data that simulation takes in this industry. Um, we call it Excel hell where it will freeze your computer. It will freeze your Excel program. It will freeze everything if you try to simulate and re-rate all of your packages with new uh, scenarios that you're running through in the modeling. So so really, I'm I am with you. I'm super excited to talk about this. This is my what I breathe in and out every single day. Um, it's really exciting to do that. And and creating those what if scenarios or hypothetical situations is so vital in our industry, but it is so difficult to get through the amount of resources and the amount of time it takes to run through them, which is why at Sifted we've tried to solve that problem for for all of our customers. Yeah, and time is really the commodity, right? I mean, yes. <laughs> from everything we've gone through in the last couple of years, it just really shows you how little time we have for all of this. But if we have the right tools and we have the right partners, we can actually make it really easy and it makes it something that is, you know, really unique to our business and helps us really future-proof, like I was talking about yep. in the introduction. And because it's not in everyone's regular playbook, I do think there are some misconceptions around simulation. So, you know, what it is, what it can do, it's too expensive, too difficult, it's only for predicting failure, it takes too much time, which is what you just mentioned, right? So yes. what myths do you see from your perspective and how do you counter those? Like, what do you tell people when you're talking about simulation and they sort of run through this list of, you know, um, 
myths that they have either heard, maybe they've had in discussions, um, and maybe just have an overall different kind of perspective and view around simulation that really might not be true. Yeah. And I think the first one is that they come with those, those previous biases that Mm. it's so hard for me to run this in my Excel program. How in the world are you able to do this? Right. Uh, how are you guys any different than what my analytics team is able to do? What what makes you guys the experts in this particular industry? And a lot of it comes down to, you know, I hear where they're coming from, but we've spent a lot of time cleaning up data that we get from, from the carriers. Uh, I think that's the biggest step is it comes in a little dirty. We clean it up, we make it <laughs> normal, and we make it so that you can compare the different carriers all in the same place. Um, but you know, I think the biggest thing that people say is, I can't do an apples to apples comparison. I can't mm. take, you know, what I've been billed versus where I need to go with this data because this industry changes every year. Every year, there's a general rate increase. Every year, something changes. The pandemic flipped everything upside right. down. Um, so that's the biggest myth that we do. But what we've found is that we can actually reset your invoice data. We can apply the general rate increase. We can. Uh, eliminate any misbillings that the carriers may have done with their adjustments or their corrections. We can model different scenarios uh, to to help you do this. And we do that. We call it reset the baseline where we reset all the data to look forward. So we use right. your current rates under your current tier structure. And then we, we reset all your previous data to model that and to go forward. So we really try to, to debunk those myths of you can't do a true apples to apples comparison because yes, we can, because we are applying all these different things. We're not going to look reactively at your previous invoice data because it will change. It's already changed. So we have to reset it and make it look forward so that when you put these pieces in place, it will actually have the same effect that we've modeled. Right. Well, and let's talk about that time myth, right? Because you're talking about aggregating all this data and then thinking about all the different things that could change and having the tool to be able to do that. I mean, think about having the team and how much time your team is spending (laughs) trying to keep on top of and, oh, this has changed. Oh, I need to go change that. Oh, this, uh, you know. Yeah. So I just let's talk about that time myth because I'm I'm guessing and just thinking that your tool is really just going to blow everything out of the water when it comes to the time spent on yes. trying to do this yourself. Yeah, and and that's exactly I think that you know we've had a lot of really big enterprise level clients come back and say, "Holy cow, it took us a year to get through this and it took you guys 2 weeks to do it." How how do you do that? It's like, "Well, this is what we do every single day." We have built the infrastructure to handle these general rate increases and to predict them out. We, we have uh, our tools in place to handle if you fall off of a tier, a revenue band. If you've mm-hmm. made some changes, uh, that's what it's, it's there for, to save time and to create accuracy within these analyses. And I think that's what you're, I mean, what you're talking about is it is so important and it's so time consuming that by the time you finish something, sometimes it's completely changed. Um, the, the markets changed, something's happened, a virus came out, you know, something is, has completely shifted. And so time is of the essence with, with our industry, unfortunately, because it changes so frequently. Yeah. I have a, I have a picture in my head of them, like banging their head against the wall because they finished (laughs) something and then all of a sudden it changes again. And you're just like, oh my goodness. Yes. Um, (laughs) 
Right? I just, I feel like there should be a meme about this. <laughs> there really should be. <laughs> but I also think that you're giving them time back to focus on what they do best. Yeah. Right? Because this yeah. is, you know, it's kind of that age old argument as to whether you should have your own IT department creating your own software. Right. Yes. Where we've got software and tools like Sifted out there for a variety, you know, ch- um, answering the call for a variety of different business challenges that can integrate with each other that could just make life that much simpler and allow you to focus on what you do best. That's right. Yeah, that's that's why we exist. You know, we wanted we found that there was a big gap um, a lot of times in businesses that they didn't have the expertise that they really needed to right. focus. And I think. I mean, a lot of companies do this where they feel like they can do it all themselves, but really you're, you're so focused and, and I wouldn't call it exactly tunnel vision, but it is a very specific focus for your business that you may not know of new technologies, new, new things you can do outside of your own business that could really help you because you're so focused on the day-to-day jobs. You don't have that uh, overall vision of what's happening. Yeah, I love that. So tell us about Sifted's modeling and simulation solutions then. You call sure. it a virtual sandbox. I love that. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, we love that too because as a kid, you know, I had a sandbox and I loved it. I would, you know, go dig, <laughs> build sand castles, I would do all these different things. Whatever my mind wanted me to do that day, we would go out and do it. And that's what we wanted our users to have too, is this sandbox environment where they can go play around with all the different scenarios that they need specifically for their business to help them drive the most savings or value back to their company. Um, nice. And there are so many different ways that you can do that. You know, there's uh, our, our industry is, is not as simple as, as people might think, you know, oh, you're just shipping a package. Uh, no big deal. It is a big deal <laughs> because there's a lot of packages out there and there's a lot of different factors. I mean, are we what happens if I get a new discount in my contract? Does that actually help me or does it make it worse? What are, what's the impact of that? Yeah. Let's say I'm a company, I, I'm growing. I need to put a new warehouse somewhere. Where should I put it? I could probably take a stab at where I should put it, but what's the real best spot for me to put that? And what impact does that have on my services? What impact does it have on uh, my zones and, and a bunch of other performance indicators that we track for them? There's lots of different scenarios or... You know, I have this box and I don't know why I keep getting oversized charges or these additional handling fees. How do I make it so that I can save money and not get those fees? Um, A lot of times these creep up on people and and they don't realize that, hey, to ship a hockey stick is not as cheap as I thought because it's so light, but it's really long. Long. It it gets extra fees. Um, And so, you know, that's what uh, a lot of our tools are designed to do. They're they're designed to help you with your contract, uh, just making sure that you can model your own scenarios and see what the impact would be, how to improve your network, your packages, your services. Uh, we can even give you other opportunities that you could save money operationally. Our Sifted Score is a great monitoring tool for that. So we've built all of these in mind to help our users focus on what's important to their business specifically, because it's different for everybody. There's no uh, cookie cutter answer for every everything out there. It's very specific to your business and how you are shipping things. So our tools are designed to create that sandbox environment where they can go and model any scenario. And then in a year, they might have to model something completely different, but they can go right. back and do that. Yeah, but they have access to it. And it's a exactly. tool in their toolbox that 
just helps them make more business sense out of what's happening with what they're currently doing. So let's dive a little bit deeper into exactly how it works. How much time does it take? Um, You know, is modeling in real time? What's the data going in and coming out? And is it automatic or are people choosing their desired variables? How does all that work? That's a lot of questions, but I think we really want to paint a picture that if somebody were to, you know, call sifted or, you know, have a conversation with you of how you would run them through what exactly that looks like um, for them. Yeah, that's a great question, honestly. And it's it's a bit of a loaded question. Like you mentioned, there are <laughs> a lot of moving pieces to it. Um, so is it automated? Is it How does it work? Yes, it is automated. Um, there is some work sometimes to set it up. So for example, if you're looking to uh, enter in a negotiation with the carriers, you need to um, figure out, okay, what's the proposal one going to save me? What's proposal two going to do? How do I get to the next phase? Um, so there is some setup time sometimes to to enter in your contract or to figure out, okay, you want to put a distribution center somewhere. Do you have any ideas where you want to put it? And we'll compare that against these 40 other metropolitan areas just right. to make sure that you're you're thinking the right things and that we're in the right place. So there, there is sometimes some setup, but once it's all set up and it's out there in our software, which usually takes about a day or two, it, it's not very long. Uh, it's real time. So every time that you put in a scenario or a what if you click that button, it will repopulate the savings for you. So you're getting these real life decisions and you can make them quickly to figure out, okay, that decision helped me save $500,000. But what about this one? Does that save me $600,000? How do I get to the right. next level. And so we've designed them to do that so that you can continue to play around with the different scenarios. But yeah, they do take some time to set up. Um, and it, it can be, it, it's I call it near real time because it's pretty quick to set up. And once you start doing it, you get to see the impact of those decisions immediately. Well, and think about how powerful that is, right? You're in a meeting with your management team or maybe your C-suite and you're going over all sorts of scenarios or things that you're looking to do in the future or talking about those goals for Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4 and what that looks like and where you want to go and putting together some of those simulations right in front of everybody and really looking at the variables, you know, especially with that warehouse location. Yeah. You know, if you're talking about that within that meeting and you can show them in real time where that location is actually going to do the best work for you and for the customer experience, you can make those decisions real, real, real quick. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the first step because even in that scenario, setting up a distribution center is not an easy task. There's a lot that goes into it after we do this analysis. So getting the jump on it earlier can really help you set up for success later. Much quicker. Well, and it gets the team really thinking about the yeah. questions and thinking about the things that they really need to look into and what it all means, right? Because yeah. us as supply chain professionals or logistics professionals, we think about these things all the time. But if you're working with your internal organizations and your internal departments as to how it's going to affect them and what that's going to look like, I mean, you have to be able to really show them. And, and being able to show them really changes hearts and minds and also helps with change management. Yeah, absolutely does. Love that. So let's talk about integration and connectivity, right? Because good data is essential. And I'm guessing you're going to agree with me on that. But a lot of people are like, you know, how does integration and connectivity work? Is it 
easy? Yeah. Is it going to take my IT people a long time? Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so actually it is really easy. Um, and and like you said, good data is essential, but we know that uh, good data getting from UPS and FedEx can be a challenge or comparing the two. A lot of people will right. use both carriers. It's really difficult to compare the two. And so we make it very easy. So what, I mean, to even connect to our system, it's a button click. You literally put in your your credentials uh, for your carrier account, and we can start pulling in that data. And then our systems in the back end will clean it up we, and we normalize it, uh, make it so that everything looks and, and feels the same between all carriers so that it's really easy and simple to use these tools going forward. Simple to use the dashboards. We can create exports for you for your own system. There's there's so many different possibilities. It's incredible. It's incredibly easy to get started and connect, and the integration is endless. I mean, we're looking at lots of different possibilities. But even right now, uh, the integration with our own software, we can shoot it back to your software or your uh, analytics systems or something like that. There's lots of different ways that we help our customers with it, and. It, it makes it very easy. That's what we've tried to do is make this as, as simple as possible. We like that word simple around here <laughs> in the <laughs> yeah. audience as well as for Let's Talk Supply Chain. So I'm glad that you use that. So what kind of challenges can this solution really solve for clients? We talked about the warehouse example. Yeah. But what do you see with your customers? How are they using the software? Yeah, I, I think that there's a few uh, important ways that they use it. The first one being is it provides clarity and visibility where previously most people didn't have any. I mean, looking at a PDF of your invoice is really difficult to find out, okay, which of these surcharges or accessorial fees am I really getting hit with a lot of? Do I have an address correction problem? Or do I have an, uh, an additional handling problem this month? Mm -hmm. What's going on? So I would say that, you know, the first thing that our software solves for people is that clarity. You know, what is happening? But that's reactive, right? We don't want to be in the reactive space. We want to be in the proactive space. So, um, that's where we came up with the modeling and simulation tools is those tools are designed to help them stay more data focused, get the answers to get more of the savings values that are are looking forward and more forward thinking and predictive that way. So I would say that most of our clients, they're using this to really help themselves operationally get better. You know, is there a box that it really isn't helping me? Um, I keep getting more fees. It costs me more money to ship with this than it does to even sell the product. Um, how am I how am I doing that with my clients? So really, we're just helping them operating more efficiently uh, by saving money by optimizing it with these tools. Well, and what does that look like as our businesses grow? Right, like you could be yeah. doing a certain amount of packages this year, but then next year you could grow exponentially two, three, four times. What does that mean for cash flow? What does that mean for our business? What does that mean for the business that we have with the carriers as well? Right. That's absolutely right. Yeah, it's a very like like people don't realize how fast changing this this whole industry is. It really is fast. You'd think it's not, but it changes so quickly. You might have a product that just takes off, and then all of a sudden you're you're realizing this isn't the right warehouse to store this product. This is right. like a really big hitter in this particular location of the United States. I need to get it there faster. Um, so how do I do that? And and that's what we're trying to here to solve. We're, we're just trying to help them solve those problems. 
Absolutely. So last week, Amy and I were talking about empowering confident decisions. And that's really accurate here too. kind of what I just alluded to. This solution really allows businesses to understand what they're doing, what changes that they can make, and the impact of those changes on their bottom line. And so how important is that in this climate where everything is about mitigating risk and facilitating agility and transparency? I know you've used the word transparency in our conversation so far. But what about mitigating that risk, really facilitating that agility? Yeah, I mean, a lot of these decisions are not small decisions. Uh, if you've yeah. got a, I mean, a warehouse, that I've, that one's obviously a really big decision. But even something as small as a box, like you got you have to get that box size from a manufacturer. You have to do these decisions. So as even as small as they feel, they're, they are incredibly impactful to that. So we live in an ever-changing world of transparency. I mean, we look online, it's, it's this culture that we've created is starting to ask more of our businesses, our, you know, our country, our, our family and friends. Yeah, every, everything yeah. Is, is about transparency. So in order to succeed in this type of environment, you have to have a good grasp on the decisions that you're making and what the impacts of those decisions will have in the future. Um, we can do this through data. Uh, we can look in the past to predict the future. Or we can actually look at what's happening in the market and the industry to help predict the future. Things mm -hmm. that clients and companies don't have access to, we can help them with because we have several, you know, we have thousands of clients at our, at our fingertips to help answer those questions for people. So creating that visibility and transparency is absolutely crucial that you need to make those future decisions because is the market going down or is it just my business? Is what's happening in uh, with with my industry? Is it changing? Mm -hmm. what's, what's going on? And so in this world of transparency, you need the data to help you know where you're going and how to mitigate those, those risks. Because if not, you could lose a lot of money and not have enough time to react to correct the issue. Yeah. And without it, it might take you a really long time to try to get that money back. <laughs> yeah, a really long time. <laughs> So reducing costs is obviously a real benefit, as is customer management and SLAs. But the the other like really huge piece of that puzzle that we need to talk about is sustainability. I mean, we're all under pressure at business and industry-wide levels to meet ambitious goals. And one insight that came out of the sustainability course I delivered for LinkedIn is that many businesses are overwhelmed and don't really know where to start. But if you can model some scenarios to give you the biggest bang for your buck before you do a thing. I mean, wow. I mean, the potential there is really mind-blowing, right? I think oh, yeah. that is really essential to businesses for predicting those goals, you know, those hairy <laughs> those big, hairy, audacious goals that people are, you know, coming out with and saying, we want to be this by 2030 or we want to be this by 2025. I mean, imagine having a tool that can really back up those goals. Yeah. I mean, so we see that. Yeah, we see that day in and day out. Uh, people are making decisions that are not small in the industry. They're they're huge decisions. And a lot of times uh, with our clients, we'll, we'll hear, hey, my executive team wants me to save X number of dollars next year, but we're growing. So I'm not sure how to, to manage that. It's not just uh, the simple, well, just renegotiate rates and you should be fine with right. the growth. It's not that anymore because they're not giving out as good of discounts mm -hmm. as they used to. Um, they're making changes. So how can we as a business make these changes operationally to fit in this ever-changing world and be sustainable? How can I make this sustainable? That's a great way of, of looking at it because that's what it is. We want to be here for the long run. We want to be here in the long term. 
And the only way that we can do that is to make decisions now that can help us in the future. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, with new technology, new competitors, even new markets, uh, we've been able to find a sustainable way to survive. And, and we saw that there needed to be technology in this industry because it lacked it. Uh, We, Mm -hmm. we really wanted to introduce this to many of our clients and in order for them to be sustainable too, uh, we've created these tools to help them do that. Well, yeah. And I mean, if you've got sustainability goals, right, and you're looking yeah. at maybe a carbon footprint and things like that, mm-hmm. you can also, I would imagine, use some of these simulations to take a look at how you reduce that carbon footprint and maybe how much you're using that carrier, or how far you're going with those packages. Yeah. And if you do put a warehouse in a certain location, it's going to reduce maybe 50, 55%, 30% of some of that carbon footprint that you're currently uh, doing right now because maybe the warehouse is in, you know, not a, such an ideal location, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that our our tool that uh, we call it our network optimization tool, where we help them place a new warehouse, uh, we do look at the carbon footprint because it's incredibly important. You know, yeah. air the air footprint or the express services have a different footprint than a truck would. So we look at the difference between the two. Um, and and how we can help our clients reduce that carbon footprint is incredibly important because every little bit helps uh, for our future. Yep. As yeah, as a especially right as a now. human race, you know, especially right now, these decisions now are going to impact our kids' future 20, 30 years from now, and we have to be co- cognizant of it. Um, and that's what we try to do is we try to help them not only understand the cost or the time that it might save them, but also what is what's outside of that that you can't really quantify but it's also super valuable. Yeah. What's the impact and how can we help you get to those goals and having a partner and a tool that can help you do that. I mean, as a part of some of the simulations that you're looking at to reduce costs, I mean, that's just amazing. So do you have an ideal client for the solution? Like, is there a certain size of business that's going to benefit the most or can you help anyone that's looking to make an investment or better understand change within their company? Yeah. And that's a tough question to answer because we have so many different options all kind of spanning (laughs) up and down the spectrum. But I would say that our ideal client is and would be an ideal client for our carriers too, the UPS and FedEx. You're shipping pretty standard, not super heavy things that have a pretty normal box um, Mm -hmm. that... uh, that could use some some tweaking to it. So I would say generally they're they're not like the super big enterprise level clients that are $30, $40 million in, in annual spend, but closer to that one to $10 million range is, is right where we like to see uh, our clients. But because as you get bigger, the strategy becomes more important. It doesn't become right. this, this uh, almost like packaged answer. You've got to come up with strategy. You've got to shift things between a lot of different things. There's a lot of moving parts that are moving all at once. And so we help those clients as well quite often, but it's a more personalized touch. It's not so much a software thing as it is a service thing that we provide. And so I would say that the perfect client is right between that one to $10 million range. And, and we're, we're good to go. No matter what their shipping looks like, we should be able to help them. Perfect. So share with us a case study. Paint us a picture of how you've worked with one of your customers. So they come to you with this challenge. Explain to us what their challenge was, what the impact or ROI of implementing Sifted's modeling and simulation solution. Yeah. So uh, I think one of the the most exciting ones that I had the pleasure of taking part in was a retail company. Um, They were were based in the kind of near the West and the Midwest, um, and they were growing 
like crazy. I think they had had to renegotiate their their rates three different times in three years because they were growing just wow. too fast. They kept they kept getting to the top of their their tiers that they had previously planned within 12 months when it was supposed wow. to take them five years. So they were growing incredibly rapidly. We helped them, you know, like model out, okay, what are the effects of of these new agreements? But the biggest thing was is they came to us and said, hey, we're really looking to put a new warehouse somewhere. Do you guys have anything that can help us? We're like, well, absolutely, we have something to help you. Let's go ahead and run this and let's meet back, you know, like tomorrow and we'll go through this right. with you. And so we did, and and they were saying, you know, I think, you know, we're out here in the West. I think that if I did a, like a Memphis location, it should be good for our East Coast customers. And so we're like, okay, yeah, we'll look at Memphis. That's actually one of the 40 places we look at when we're modeling these things. And so we went through the whole scenario and actually found out that Memphis was a great option for them, but it wasn't the best option for them. Hmm. Um, it would save them. I, they were about a $5 million uh, in spend company at the time. And it would have saved them $900,000 to go to Memphis. So it would have been okay. a significant improvement just by adding that additional warehouse. But we found out that if they had moved it to Nashville, so same state, you know, Memphis, Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee. But if they went to Nashville, they were able to capture more of the market down in Texas. Um, so they actually were going to save an extra $200,000 on top of the 900000 Wow! just by moving it to another city that was close, but not quite their ideal city. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was, we were at the end of the day, we we're able to save them that, you know, over a million dollars in their shipping expenses. We were able to take a lot of the express shipments out of their profile, move it to ground and it would got there in the same amount of time or less. So they went from about wow. a three and a half day average transit to less than two days uh, of getting all their product to their clients. And wow. in today's world where we're competing against Amazon's, Mm-hmm. two-day <laughs> network. That's incredibly important, especially for a retailer. So that was a really fun experience we got to to tackle with them and we're able to save them, you know, almost 20% of their entire shipping spend just by adding that one warehouse. Amazing. I'll take that 1.1 million and put it back in my pocket. Plus, I know. you know, all of that carbon footprint that oh, you're yeah. taking back, right? Because yes. um, comparing from three and a half days to two days, plus it's ground versus I think you said express, which actually uh-huh. takes more carbon footprint. So you're winning on all sorts of different levels. Absolutely. I love that. So finally, then I think, you know, as an industry, we're going to continue to face challenges. So can we just leave people with maybe a summary of exactly why it's important to invest in future proofing their businesses, right? And why it's so important to take those steps right now to set themselves up for success instead of waiting until there's another industry shaking disruption like the pandemic. So talk to us about that. What can people sort of leave this conversation with and thinking about future proofing their business? and maybe some future proofing software. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I mean, I'll always preach about the software because, you know, <laughs> it's personally, it's so great uh, to be a part of that and it's exciting for me. Um, but it is incredibly important to future proof your business and to, to learn to be agile in this industry because mm-hmm. it will change year over year over year. Um, we're not going to see the end of it. It's going to be several years before we start to see some more consistency between everything that's going on. We've got drone technology that's trying to enter the market, fleets that are driving themselves that doesn't even have a human driver. You know, there's so many different factors that we don't know how it's going to affect the industry exactly. So how we can future-proof it is you have to know 
what would make your business even better? What is going to take me to that next level? If this technology comes out, do I need a warehouse? Do I do I need another location? How do I get product there? How do I start mm-hmm. to to model these different scenarios and be forward thinking? Because it will take 12 to 24 months to implement a lot of these different strategies in place. And by the time this technology comes out, if you're not ready, you're behind the curve and you might have a competitor who is ready, is already jumping on it and is already one step ahead of you that that could take a lot of that market share away. So in order to be sustainable, you've got to be agile and you've got to start now thinking about these different scenarios or else you're going to be left in the dust. And I don't want that for anybody. I want this to be a competitive market. It helps everybody. So how we've got to use our the tools that we have in place. And at Sifted, we've, we are incredibly proud of the software that we're putting out there. We're only coming up with better and better things. Um, I can tell you as, you know, my data science teams, my analytics engineering teams are working incredibly hard to make it as future-proof as possible to make sure that people can make the right decisions for their own business. Yeah. And drones are in everybody's future, I think. You might be sitting there going, well, do I need drones? Do I not need drones? Well, you need some software to tell you that, first of all. (laughs) And second (laughs) of all, I think it's in everybody's future. So (laughs) you need to get on board now and really figure out what that means for your business. And do you need your (laughs) own drones? Is your carrier going to have drones? What does that look like as far as pricing? Because the pricing is going to come down. It might be expensive now, but it'll come down in the future. Exactly. So many things to think about. I really enjoyed that. I mean, on Let's Talk Supply Chain, one of my favorite things to do is to ask guests to get out their crystal balls and talk about the future. (laughs) But, you know, it often means people, it it means that they get very nervous, right? Because a lot of times you can't really predict the future. So it has been a real treat to talk about how we can actually predict the future. And all (laughs) we need is a piece of software. So with Sifted, you can analyze investment in your supply chain, see the impact a new box size will have on your bottom line, understand the environmental impact of a new distribution center, or establish realistic transit time expectations and goals all before spending a dime. If you want to find out more, you can check them out over at sifted.com. A massive thanks to Kevin for joining me and to the team at Sifted for making this episode happen. And we'll be back next week for episode three in our Tomorrow's Insights Delivered Today mini-series. I'll be joined by Caleb Nelson and we'll be talking all about operational automation and how Sifted's parcel audit solution can help save your business valuable time and money. It's a must listen. So make sure you tune in. Thanks so much, Kevin. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it.